Praise the Lord, everybody. So good to be in the house of the Lord today. Feeling what we're feeling. I'd rather be an old-time Christian than anything I know. Amen. Amen. It is so good. And I'm telling you, the feeling is, is very mutual with me. I don't know where I'd rather start the new year off than right here at Bendale, Mississippi, where they left to have Holy Ghost Church. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is just so good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, I know some's probably wondering about this black eye. It's better. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, it's better. Now, I had some uh, eye surgery done the last few weeks. And... Uh, had this one done last Monday. So it's left it a little bit on the sore side. They had a, lo a lot of people that left to wrote their name over it, I can tell you. But the <laughs> they didn't get to, Brother Marsh. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who knows, you know. But No, it is so good to be here today. Feel the presence of the Lord. And uh, we're excited about uh, living for God. Excited about another brand new year coming, seeing souls filled with the Holy Ghost, um, seeing churches grow, people, people grow in the Lord, and uh, that's what it's about. And I got something today. I, I told Brother Moore, I said I'd like to kind of gear down this morning and uh, just teach this morning, if you allow me, uh, if I can. Uh, there are some things we don't need to take into this new year. There's some things we need to get a hold of, and then there's some things we don't need to we don't need to take into this new year, and that's kind of what I want to um, teach or preach about today, if you'd allow me. If you got your Bibles, let's go to the book of Saint Matthew, chapter six, verse nine. Very familiar passage of Scripture, Brother Moore. We certainly appreciate the opportunity to come. And I'm just telling you, I count it an honor to count Brother Moore as my friend. And I appreciate uh, what the Moores are doing here at this church. You too, Sister Moore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're my friend, that's what I'm talking about, okay? All right. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, great churches come about by great leadership. And I do appreciate uh, their consistency. Uh, ever since I've been coming this way, they've they've uh, they've been the same. Believe the same message, and uh, have great compassion for the people. And you don't find that everywhere. Uh, why don't you give your pastor and his wife a real good hand this morning? Come on, for they watch for your soul. St. Matthew 6 and 9, when you found it, say amen. amen. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive. Everybody say forgive. forgive. Forgive us our debts as we forgive. Everybody say forgive. 
as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we forgive, everybody say forgive. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not, everybody say forgive. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Uh, brother, would you ask God's anointing today? Hallelujah. Pray, church. <clears throat> Mighty God of heaven, as we come before you in this house this morning, God, we invite you, Lord, to come down, walk these aisles, speak to the heart, the mind, God, of every man, woman, boy, and girl today. God, anoint my mind, God, to think on that which is holy and godly and acceptable in your sight. God, anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to receive. God, I claim victory right now over every spirit of hell that would hinder. God, you lose the liberty of the Holy Ghost in this house. And the church shouted, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a real good hand and clap of praise. Come on, if God's been good to you. God's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 I heard all these requests this morning for prayer. And, uh, you know, if, if, if we're going to be able to touch God, there's a few little things. How many, uh, let me just back up. How many has got a prayer that's never been answered, but you're still praying it? I do. If you get in a bog hole, Sometimes you need some help to get out. Amen. I want to help us get out of the bog hole. We don't need to go into the new year bogged down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to teach or preach this morning on the power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. You know, it's human nature for us, 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 everybody say us. Human nature for us not to ever want to be wrong. We don't want to be wrong. We'll go to great extremes to prove that we're not wrong. Even when in our heart we know that we are. <laughs> Am I preaching to anybody besides McCain this morning? God give us some good examples here. And, and God was very clear on his word. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And the very next thing he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almost everywhere that uh, forgiveness is talked about in the word of God, God follows it right up by saying, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
It lets me know that if we harbor things in our heart, the next step down the road is we're going to be led off into divers' temptations. If God chooses to take his hand off of us, there's not anybody in here that is a match for the devil. Hallelujah. That's why it's important that we learn a few simple words that will help us through life like I am sorry. Hallelujah. And I forgive. I want to teach us a little Bible lesson this morning if I can. Brother, if you, you got your Bible handy, get me, um, get me Matthew uh, 18, verse 21. Let me go back to where we were reading here. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if, everybody say if. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Somewhere, somewhere you're going to need the mercy of God. Somewhere you're going to need forgiveness from God. Somewhere you're going to need a you're going to need to get a prayer through, and it may not have anything to do with uh, 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 forgiving somebody. You might need a miracle today, and and you have tied the hands of God because there's somebody that you have refused, uh, Amen, to let go of hurt or anger or bitterness on the inside of your heart. You have refused to put it on an altar of prayer, and we can tie the hands of God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God said, if you'll forgive, if you'll learn to forgive, amen, your brethren, amen, if you'll learn to forgive men, uh, he said, then I'm going to be just that quick to forgive you. But if you forgive not, then your father cannot forgive you. It's not a matter if he chooses to. He cannot forgive you. Amen. This word can't lie. There's a story about, about the debtors. Read for me. Then came Peter to him and said unto him, I want you to know Peter was just like all of us in here. He was a hothead. I know we, we are, everybody's so mild-mannered and just whispering and, and courteous in the house of God. But I'm going to tell you something. Some of you is a screaming demon when you get home. <laughs> this is Bendale. But one of the best churches I know of anywhere. But I, I know what anger does to a person. I know what it does to me. I know what, um, what hurt can do to a man. When you're not willing to... Uh, forgive when you're not willing to say I'm sorry. And this is something we don't need to take into another year with us. If there's somebody somewhere that you cross-threaded with, undo it and get it right. Hallelujah. We don't need to take that into another year. We don't need that to stop a move of God in our life. We don't need that to stop us from getting the Holy Ghost in these altars. And then Peter said unto him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? 
seven times. I'm just telling you, Lord, this choker's come to me. And, and seven times, have I got to forgive him all seven times? And what did the Lord say? And Jesus said unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times Until 70 times 7. That sounds like about 490 times. That's just in that day. And I'm going to tell you something. The next day, I'm going to hunt me another place. <laughs> I ain't going to hang out with him every day. <laughs> I'm not going to hang out with somebody. Brother, I'm sorry. Hunt you another partner. Amen. I'm not going to hang out with somebody that I got to forgive them 490 times every day. I'm going to try my best to fix it and leave it alone. I'm going to try my best to fix it and, and, and put it on an altar of prayer. And, and uh, I believe the Bible said, uh, let me see how it did say it. In my words, it said, get along with all men as much as possible. Do it. Say it. Yeah, that's possible. As much as life in you. As much as possible. That's what it's saying. And whenever you can't, forgive them and leave it alone. You know, uh, I I've heard people say, well, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to bear the hatchet, but I'm going to leave the handle sticking up. You hadn't forgive them. You hadn't got it right. You hadn't got it right yet. And there old Peter, he's a hothead. And I'm just telling you, you don't know the day that you're going to need God to cover for you. There's Peter had, had asked the Lord. He said, how many times have I got to forgive him? Seven times? He said, I say not unto thee seven times, but seven times 70. Amen. And, and, and there, Peter didn't know there was fixing to come a day, amen, that he was going to draw that sword and cut that Roman soldier's ear off. It was an automatic death penalty. But God picked that ear up and he put it back on. But if Peter had failed the test, Right prior to that, if Peter would say, there ain't no way I'm going to forgive him that much, then he would have tied the hands of God. And those Roman soldiers would have took him off and executed him. But Jesus covered up the evidence when he picked that ear up and put it back on. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a day you're going to need God to cover the evidence. You're, there's going to be a day that you're going to need the power in the blood, amen, to cover the evidence. There's going to be a day, amen, that you're going to need to loose all the power of forgiveness, uh, amen, that you're not going to uh, need anything in your life. You don't know what a moment's time is going to bring your way. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring your way. And I'm going to tell you, you can't face tomorrow of bitterness in your heart. You can't face another year, amen, where bitterness down on the inside of you I'm telling you forgive them forget it put it on an altar and let the power of forgiveness work in your life hallelujah hallelujah there was a story of the debtors it said a king kind of took inventory 
and he saw that there was some there that owed him a great sum of money. And he brought a man in, and I believe that uh, this man owed him 10,000 talents. I believe is what it was. And uh, anyway, he told him, he said, I'm going to sell your wife. I'm going to sell all your possessions. I'm going to sell everything you got, and I'm going to try to satisfy this debt. And that man fell before that king. And he said, if you'll just give me time, if you'll have compassion on me, I'll pay it all off. And this man began to worship him and began to cry. And it moved the heart of that king to the point uh, that he said, get up. Uh, he said, I'm going to forgive your debt. Hallelujah. I thank God for the day that I come to an old-fashioned altar uh, with a debt that I could not pay. Uh, amen. I thank God for the night uh, that I come to an altar, Brother Moore, with a debt that was too great. Uh, amen. That I would never. I was bound to hell. I was sentenced to eternity in a red hot belch in hell. But there was a God that said your debt is forgiven. Yeah. Hallelujah. But this man, this man, as he leaves the presence of that king, he goes out and immediately he sees a man that owes him just a few pennies. And the Bible says that he catches this man by the throat. And he says, you're fixing to pay me. And the man, he fell down and he said, if you'll just have compassion on me, if you'll have mercy on me, if you'll, if you'll uh, help me, I'm going to pay that debt. But the scripture said that he cast him in the prison. And this king heard about it. You know, it's something when God forgives us of all of our debts at an altar of prayer. And then before we leave the church, there's somebody that we can't forgive. There's somebody that we're we going we to take it to our grave with us. I'm going to tell you something. Somewhere you're going to need God. Somewhere you're going to need the forgiveness and the power that's in forgiveness. And here, when that king heard about it, he said, go out there and get that man that I just turned loose. Go out there and get that man that I just showed compassion on. He said, don't only cast him in the prison, deliver him to the tormentors. I don't want to be delivered into the hand of the tormentors. I want to be quick. And it's not my nature. But I want to be quick to say, I'm sorry. Bible said if you even think your brother's got all against you, go to him. Say, Brother McCain, do you practice it? Practice it. I live it. There's been people I've, preachers even, that I've went to in the last couple of weeks, said, hey, if I've ever said or done anything to offend you, I said, I want you to forgive me. I said, I'll kiss your feet if it takes it. I said, because I got to be saved. I got to be right with God. I don't know what tomorrow holds, and I'm going to need God. I don't know what this new year is going to hold, but I will tell you this. You're going to need God more than you've ever needed God in your life. And you're going to need the power of forgiveness, amen, that goes with the mercy of God. And it can only come when you learn how to forgive. How, how great and how mighty could churches be
if there was no bitterness <laughs> in the heart of them. You say, well, it's, it's just me. No, no. You're part of the body. Now, you wouldn't think this, this little old eyeball, it ain't, it ain't that big around. You wouldn't think it could affect all the rest of this body. But it does. It does. And you may not be the eye. You may not be the ear. You may not be the tongue. But you're part of the body. And I'm telling you, when part of the body is out of order, it affects the whole body. Amen. You don't need to take that into another year. I believe if there's ever been a church that is ready for revival, I believe Bendale, Mississippi is a church that is, is on the verge that you have circled the mountain long enough. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, I've circled the mountain long enough, and I believe God's got revival. Hallelujah. Amen. But by the power of forgiveness, amen, we can get in that channel with God that God will answer our prayers. God will give us the request of our heart. Hallelujah. It just simply let me know here that if, we, if we're praying and we're not getting our answers, if we're praying and God's not doing what he said, then there's something wrong, not on God's part, but it's on our part. Hallelujah. Verse 35 of Matthew 18 So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Brother McCain, this person has really wronged me. How can I forgive them? Brother McCain, this person has, has hurt me in a way that I'm talking about, it has it actually really hurt me. How can I forgive them? Let me just use you for a minute. Is that all right? I'm just saying if, if, this man, if this man wronged me in some way and I'm carrying the guilt of that on me day in and day out, I tell you what it'll do. It'll eat me like a cancer. It'll eat on you to the point that you'll get where in the prayer rooms you can't pray. It'll get where in the service that you can't shout. It'll get where that you can't, you can't listen to the man of God and take instructions anymore because of that bitterness that's down on the inside of you. Amen. But the, but the day that I can go to this man and say, hey, I've had this in my heart long enough. I can't take it anymore. I forgive you. It don't make that man right. It just got it off of me onto him. It's still between him and God. I got it off of me, Brother Marshall, where I can shout and dance. I got it off of me, Brother Barry, where I can pray till I speak in tongues and I know it's of God. Hallelujah. The power of forgiveness don't make him right. It makes me right. There was a man come to me, and at one time we had a pretty stable job, and, and I'd sign some notes for some people. And I may have told it before, but I'd sign some notes for people, and this man come, and he was, he was a brother in the church. He said, uh, I need somebody to sign a note for me. 
I said, okay. And I signed a note for him for a, for a pickup truck. Now, don't none of you get any ideas. <laughs> oh, no. Go on, brother. <laughs> I signed a note for him, and, and uh, anyway, he paid, he paid one note on it, first note. And uh, I said, well, everything's going to be all right. And then my banker called. And he said, uh, when are you going to come pay that note? I said, what note? He said, that note you signed. He said, that guy ain't paid it. And to make a long story short, uh, I, I got paid every two weeks then, and I paid his truck note out of one check. And me and my family lived out of the next check. And, brother, every time I saw him on the street, the hair would stand up on the back of my neck because I wanted to get on him so bad. And then I'd have to come to church and see him run the aisles and shout and dance there in the church. And I'm telling you, it started eating on me. You see, I'm telling you, it started eating on me. I saw my wife and my family uh, wearing clothes that other people would have thrown away. And I saw his coming out of a fashion shop with new dresses and come to church and brother I'm just telling you it was a test it was a trial but who was God trying to fix God was trying to fix old McCain's who he was trying to fix and I'm telling you I paid that pickup truck off paid it off two years went by I'm telling you at any time I could have killed him with a clear conscience <laughs> I, told, I told my pastor I said if you'll let me take him down there behind that schoolhouse I said when he comes back he'll make you a saint of God <laughs> he said you can't do it and I'm telling you I'd cry and I'd cry I'd get in that prayer room and I'd cry and I couldn't get, I couldn't get where I was needing to be it looked like every, every door that I was wanting to go through was shut and I finally got to the point in desperation. I said, God, I can't take it anymore. And I got up and I went to him in that prayer room. And I put my hands on his shoulders. And I said, I forgive you. I said, come go with me to the pastor's office. Went in there and in front of the pastor, I said, you'll never hear me say one word in this church about it. You'll never hear me say anything to him. I forgive him. I said, I, I can't handle it anymore. I said, if he can get it right, if he can fix it and be saved, that's him. I said, he don't owe me a dime. I'm through with it. I forgive him. And brother, instantly, instantly, doors started opening. Instantly, prayers started being answered. Instantly, I felt like a ton had been lifted off of my back because God just taught me the power of forgiveness. God taught me the power of the spoken word coming from the heart of saying, I forgive. It's not everybody that's big enough to say it. It's not everybody that's big enough to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Got your Bible? 
Go to uh, Mark, the 11th chapter, verse 24, 25, and 26. I believe it is. Somebody say, I forgive. You need to, you need to fix some things. Don't let it go into this new year. Um, I used to work on these real big engines, like 5,000 horsepower Clark engines, and you could get up in the crankcase on it. And had a guy working with me, and we were, we were putting rods back on this, on the crank on that engine. And uh, I heard him over there, and it was, I said, hey, that ain't supposed to be like that. He said, oh, yeah, he said, it's that tight. I said, no, I said, it ain't like that. And uh, anyway, he had, he had almost run it all the way down. I said, something's wrong. I said, that don't, I said, Kevin, that don't sound right. He said, oh, it's right, it's right. He just kept strong arming it down. I said, okay. I said, it torques out at such and such. And uh, he went ahead and we put it back together and we cranked that 5,000 horsepower Clark. <laughs> we brought it up to about 10,000 RPMs and that rod come loose. I'm going to tell you something. When it's cross-threaded, you don't just keep tightening it up and tightening it up. But somewhere you're going to have to back up and start over. And when you get cross-threaded on something in life, you don't just keep just tightening it up and tightening it up. But somewhere you've got to come to you an altar of prayer and start all over with it. Amen. What's the scripture tell us, brother? Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. That means anything. That means the desires of your heart. That means if it's health, if it's wealth, if it's family, if it's whatever, whatever, whatever the desires of your heart. Read. When you pray, believe that you're going to receive them and you shall have them. Did he say you might have them? said, you shall have it. Read. And when ye stand, stand praying, do what? You mean I can't get it if I don't forgive? When you stand praying, the very first thing you got to do, that's what repentance is, is, is forgiving. That's what repentance is, is saying, I'm sorry. Go. If you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. And guess what? That gift that you could have had is going to be sitting on the shelf.
and you're not going to get the things of God. And, and when we stand praying like we were this morning, before we expect God to move on our behalf, the very first thing we got to make sure is, have I trespassed against somebody? Have I wronged somebody? Is there somebody that has wronged me that I have not forgive? I'm trying to help us get into a new year in a new frame of mind. Amen. If you ever get a revelation of this, I'm telling you there ain't nothing that you ask of God that God won't do for you. If you ever get a revelation of how easy it is, amen, to get it off of you and get it onto him and then let him fix what he needs to fix. Hallelujah. Then our heavenly father can forgive our trespasses. And I'm going to tell you something. Life has got a lot of curves in the road. I've derailed a few times. I've cleaned ditches out. I've cleaned them out in the natural, and I have cleaned them out in the, in the spiritual. And I've, I've had to have some help to get back up on the road. But if, if we can't forgive, then God can't help us get out of the ditch. If we can't forgive, God can't set us back up on that highway of holiness. That's how somebody keeps the Holy Ghost. You see people that have the Holy Ghost and, and backslide. Can I tell you why? Somewhere there was something that they couldn't make right. Somewhere there was something where somebody had trespassed against them or they had trespassed and, and either they were not willing to say, I'm sorry or I forgive. One of the two. Life is full of trouble. Bible said a man that's born of woman is of but a few days and full of trouble. And if we don't learn how to forgive, God gave us that example in the Lord's Prayer. If we don't learn how to forgive, life is going to be a, a, a hard ride. And, and living for God you're going to get discouraged because the things that you ask of God in prayer, it's not that God don't want to do it. You've got the hands of God tied that he can't do it. St. Luke, where was you at then? Mark? Go to St. Luke 6, 36 and 37. Stay with me just a few minutes this morning. Be ye therefore merciful. Everybody say merciful. As your Father also is merciful. Judge not. You know, there's a lot of things we just need to leave alone. Tend our own business and leave it alone. I know opinions is like noses. Everybody's got one. But most of the time we kind of need to keep it to ourselves. Pastor, pastor calls the shot on a situation, a family or a, a man or a woman or a boy or a girl somewhere in the church, and automatically we want to we put in our two cents on it. 
I'm telling you something. If you want the blessings of God on your life, the anointing of God on your life, leave it alone. Let the pastor make the call. And if you do anything, if you do anything, you be merciful to that boy or that girl. Because you're going to get shown mercy by the same way that you show mercy. And, and, and it'll come home to you. We had horses and mules whenever we grew up. And my grandpa, we'd go to saddle up a horse. And uh, he was talking about that old gird. He said, whatever goes over the back comes under the belly. What he was saying, whatever goes around is coming back to you. Whatever, whatever you send that way, it's going to come back to you. And that's why it's so important for us to be merciful. Everybody wants to be a preacher when somebody's messed up. Everybody wants to pass their day of judgment on them. But you know, if we're the strongest church in this part of the country in doctrine, we should also be the strongest church in mercy. And when somebody messes up or when somebody's less than what we think that they should be, we need to show them mercy and compassion because it may not be but a day or two down the road. Amen. It could fall into your family. It could fall into your hands. And I'll just tell a little story. I, I, I heard a lady one time. There's a young girl in our church. Um, she had messed up, got with the wrong crowd, and she had messed up. And I heard a lady stand, and just as a young convert, I heard a lady stand and there was something smote my heart whenever she testified about it because she was passing judgment is what she was doing. And she, uh, she stood and testified and she said, I thank God my three girls ain't like some girls. I thank God that my three girls ain't messed up. And it was a slur is what she was saying. But I lived long enough to see that what went over the back come under the belly. And I live long enough to see that, that it was come a time that all three of her girls, amen, got in the same shape. I'm going to tell you, it sure behoove us today to be merciful, to show compassion. I'm not justifying sin. I'm not justifying uh, doing wrong. But I'm telling you, life has a lot of, has a lot of curves in the road. Amen. And if we're a, a church that's going to grow, if we're a church that's going to be successful, if you're a man and a wife that's going to be successful, you're going to have to learn how to forgive. In the home, husband and wife. We'll get on that in just a minute. Finish that. Condemn not. Oh, I tell you what, that's simple enough. Don't pass judgment. God ain't going to judge you. Not on something simple. Not on something that... Just, just leave it alone. Don't condemn it. Leave it alone. Amen. People get on these telephones and they said, Look, I, I'm not repeating this. So you listen good. I'm just telling you one time. And I'm strictly calling you to pray about it. I'm going to tell you something. 
If, if, if they laid their tongue on the altar, we'd have to put both of those altars together. We don't need that in the house of God. We don't need to take that into another year. Learn the power of forgiveness and learn the virtue of not condemning. Learn the virtue of showing mercy and compassion. Go. Forgive. Forgive. And you shall be forgiven. I want to be merciful. I want to show forgiveness. Because there's going to be a day that I'm going to need to be forgiven. St. Luke 11 and 4. Brother Moore, you got your Bible? Get St. Luke 17, uh, 1 through 4. We'll kind of hurry along. 11 and 4, when you find it. And forgive us our sins. Or we forgive those that are indebted to us. If we're going to get our sins remitted, we can't be holding something against somebody. That's why, that's why I'm trying to help somebody seeking the Holy Ghost. God is so quick to fill you with the Holy Ghost when you meet the condition. But a lot of times, we're not willing to forgive somebody or something that happened years and years and years ago. And we're harboring that in our heart. And we've put everything else on the altar but that. You're not going to get the Holy Ghost until you get that under the blood. Hallelujah. Brother Moore. Then said he unto the disciples. Get me First Peter 3. It is impossible that offenses must come. We're going to get offended. You're going to get offended in the house of God. You're going to get offended sitting on an apostolic pew. You're going to get offended by this word of God at times. It is impossible, but offenses must come. Read. Woe unto him or her through whom they come. Now, millstone's a pretty big rock. You see, better for them to have a millstone tied up around their neck and be cast into the sea. Just one. I'm telling you, God don't like somebody jumping on his kids. God don't like somebody offending one of these babies. Now, I see brand new faces here today, and that thrills me. I'm just telling you, it thrills me. But can I tell you something? They're babies. And God don't like you fooling with his babies. You let mom and daddy take care of them babies. Hallelujah. You let mom and daddy take care of every mess that they make. Let mom and daddy clean them up. Good, good teaching, Brother McCain. I don't see nobody in here wearing a deputy sheriff badge. Brother Moore ain't appointed nobody in here deputy sheriff over Bendale Church. If somebody messes up, let the sheriff take care of it. 
Ain't nobody likes somebody to snatch their little old babies up. It might be different now when that kid gets on up, but ain't nobody likes somebody to snatch their little old babies up and go just beating the fire out of them. That's be trouble in the camp. Be trouble. And God don't like anybody fooling with these babies. He said it's impossible. You're not going to get through life without it. Offenses are going to come. He said, but woe unto the one from which they come. He said it'd be better for a millstone to be hanging about their neck and cast them into the sea than to offend one of these little ones. Leave them alone. They're going to grow up, and they'll be just as good a saint as you are. You let mom and daddy take care of that. Did you finish that? You finished that? Take heed to yourselves. You mean you want me to look at myself instead of somebody else in the church? You mean clean up around my own doorsteps instead of somebody else's? We getting somewhere now. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If he repent, whoo. The power of forgiveness. The most wicked king that ever existed, Ahab, when he repented, God told the prophet, he said, look at, look at Ahab. Look at him. He's repented. And the prophet was saying, you mean everything I told him ain't going to come to pass? Not as long as he's repented. I'm going to tell you, we can take the judgments of God and put it up on the shelf to where it don't ever have to come down. We can take the judgments of God and put it in a place that it don't ever have to come to pass on our life when we look upon ourselves, And if our brother offends us, ask him about it or tell him about it. And say, you know what you said the other day? That, that, that really bothered me. It really hurt me. But, you know, if, if I'm at fault, I want you to forgive me. And if he says, I'm sorry, say, I forgive you. I love you. It's over with. Let the church roll on. It's got to be over with. It's got to be over with. First Peter 3, 1 through 9. Whew, we're fixing to stir up a hornet's nest. Likewise, you wives. <clears throat> Is that in the King George Version or the King James Version? Did it say be under suggestion? Subjection. Okay. Subjection. Okay, that's a little different. Read. To your own husbands. We're going somewhere here about prayer now. I'm not jumping on the wives. Just hang on. Go. That if any obey not the word, They may without the word. 
You know, a wife is trying to get her husband in church. She's foolish to go home and talk about everybody in the church. She's foolish to go home and say, well, that one over there is sucking cigarettes and that one's chewing the backer and that one. You ain't never going to get your husband in the church. This one didn't speak to me and that one didn't speak to me. And I'm telling you, that wife, if she'll live for God and not try to condemn and find fault and error in the church, she's going to win that husband by her chest conversation. She'll win him. Read for me. We're going. Coupled with fear. Go. 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 Let it be the hidden man of the heart. Go. That which is not corruptible. Go. The ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Which in the sight of God of great price. Read. Read. Go. Read. Likewise, ye husbands. You know, you can't expect your wife to do everything you do. You can't, you, you can't expect your wife to get out there and change the tractor tires and all that kind of stuff. you got to dwell with them according to knowledge. And every man needs a corn crib if he's going to stay married. I was working on a pipeline job and it went right by a, a colored guy's house and he come in. We was working on that pipeline. He come tipping up that walk. And he went in, and I'm telling you, I thought the walls was going to fall out of that house. Sound like war going on. He come back out. He looked at me. He said, there's a time to stay, and there's a time to go. <laughs> if you're not careful, we can get cross-threaded in the home and cut, cut God out from working for us in our home. And you need to always wonder, is this the hill I'm willing to die on when an argument starts to ensue? You need to wonder, do I need to go shuck corn? Or am I willing to stay on this hill and fight until there's bloodshed? Trying to fix some things this morning. Trying to fix it where together, together you can get a prayer through. Read for me. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Listen carefully to this. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. If you come to church cross-threaded with your wife, 
you may as well fix it before you try to get you a prayer through. I got the book on you this morning. Trying to help you get into a new year in the right way. And if you wives come to church and you're cross-threaded with your husband, don't expect to get a prayer through until you fix it. That's why somebody's got to be big enough to say, I'm sorry. Somebody's got to be uh, have enough humility and Holy Ghost about them that whenever somebody asks for forgiveness, that they can say, I, I forgive. And it's over with. I went to a funeral last week, and it was probably one of the most inspiring services I was in all year. This couple had been married 73 years. 73 years. And the man still living there, and he was sitting there and began to talk to him. And he said, I can't imagine me living one day without her. He said, I just can't imagine me living a day without her. And I said, 73 years is a long time. He said, yes, sir. But he said, you know what, it really ain't. And another preacher asked him, said, well, was there ever a time that you didn't think you was going to make 73 years? He said, ever a time? He said, let me just tell you. He said, I, I stole her from the high school whenever we got married. I ain't suggesting this to nobody. And he said, I come in from work two days later, and her, her mama had stole her back. He said, took me a couple of weeks to find her, and he said, I stole her again. And he said, it wasn't long. I wished I hadn't found her. <laughs> he said, the honeymoon got over with. And he said, I come in from work, and they hadn't stole her. She had left and went home to Mama. And he said, I went, and I got her. And he said, a few weeks later, he said, I come in, and she was gone. There was a note, gone to Mama's. And he said, that time, I took my pickup truck, and I went over there, and I got her and her Mama and moved them in the house. And I told her, now, if you run off to mama's, you ain't got far to go. <laughs> and he said, you know, a year turned into two years. And he said, two years turned into four. And he said, we, we learned uh, what was worth fighting over and what wasn't. And he said, both of us learned that if we didn't say I was sorry, it went on for days or weeks. But if we were both quick to say I'm sorry, he said it was a pile of fun making up. And he said it was, it was easy to fix things. And he said, here it is, 73 years later. And he said, I can't imagine a day without her. But they learned the power of forgiveness. They learn the power of saying, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. In the book of Ephesians, and I'm fixing to close, they'd come to the music, give you a little hope. 
Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Um, go to verse 28 through 33. Get me Acts 2.38, brother. We're fixing to wind it up. 28 through 33, fifth chapter. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. There ain't many people who wants to cut their own finger off. But you know, if we're not careful, we'll be rougher on them that we love than anybody else. We'll be rougher on those of our own household than we will anybody else. But if you'll you'll treat that wife as good as you try to treat your own body, and if you'll be as quick to try to fix things there as you are with your own body, you don't have to take something into this new year that's going to wreck your home or your life or your family. Go for me. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Read. No man ever hated his own flesh. Read. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Even as himself, I'm going to tell you something. We're the bride of Christ. I'd hate to know that God would abuse his bride. I'd hate to know that, that there would be a day that, that God would um, puff and pout and not want to fix something when I come to an altar of prayer. And we need to be just as quick as God is to say, I forgive. Acts 2.38 said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. And that's all that repentance is, is saying, I'm sorry. Is saying, please forgive me. And the sweetest words you'll ever hear is Jesus saying, I forgive at an altar of prayer. But for him to say, I forgive, and you're going to need it more than just when you get the Holy Ghost. You're going to need it all the way through life. Just like that man had been married for 73 years, he said, was there trouble? He said, there's trouble all along the way. He said, but we learned how to be so quick to fix it and say, I'm sorry, I forgive. people here this morning that I dearly love God dearly loves that God would give you the desires of your heart if you could just simply 
say, I forgive. I'm sorry. 1 John, second chapter, first verse, is the church stands. As quick as God forgave David, as quick as God forgave Ahab, as, as quick as Hezekiah would turn his face to the wall and repent. And I'm telling you, before the prophet got out the gate, God had changed his mind. You know, you don't have to leave the way you come. You don't have to start 2011 the way you did 2010 there's some things today that you don't need to take into another year you need to fix it amen 1st John 2 verse 1 my little children these things write I unto you that you sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Not for us only. For the whole world. That's good. I'm just telling you today, the blood of Calvary was shed that we don't have to live under the burden of being guilty. There's people here today that you have never turned loose of your past. There's some blemish, there's some spot, there's some wrinkle that every one of us, everybody in here has got a past. Everybody. And there's, there's things that, that we need to put on an altar today and not take into this brand new year. Paul said, I press toward the mark. For the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And he said, not as though I've already attained, but I do press. And I follow after it. Leaving those things behind. And there's somebody here this morning, you need to just leave some things behind. Press toward the mark. And learn the power of forgiveness. I, I know it's a Sunday morning. But this is the body of Christ. And I feel like it'd be good if we took enough time this morning. Ever, ever, brother, and if it's appropriate, if you need to go to a sister, that's fine. But I believe that every brother in the house ought to go to every brother in the house. And you know before you go to them. And say, if I've offended you in any way, I want you to forgive me. Let's make this year the best year Bendale's ever had. And, and, and if I know it, I, I'll say, I forgive you. I'm sorry, too. If it, it may have been me and not you. I'm sorry. Fix it and leave it alone. And let this church march into revival like it's never seen before. I think it would be a good morning this morning to exercise that power of forgiveness in the house of God. You may need to start on the pew where you're at and say, darling, I'm sorry. <laughs>
<laughs> As they say. The power of forgiveness. Hallelujah. God blessed honest hearts. Amen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Men. Sisters.
I'm headed for a home. Oh my God, alone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am. And we're the only thing there that's been made. 